knowledge, but they identify certain ores which contain suitable impurities. Impurities like uh, arsenic, nickel, can harden bronze to a large extent. So, uh, so this is uh, how they, uh, by careful selection, how they were able to actually make bronze which was almost of the hardness of iron, almost. This has been measured. Um, well, but in Birana, there is something special going on, which is, and this is exceptional, it's in, in Haryana, Punjab. Even in Sindh, uh, no other site has come up with this Neolithic phase. Uh, this is, uh, and this is in continuity with the later phases. So when they were, archaeologists were digging deeper and deeper, they came upon these pit dwellings which belong to the Neolithic age, uh, where people simply dig a hole in the ground and erect some posts above it and they, they may thatch, you know, the, 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 uh, the roof provided by the posts. Uh, very simple dwellings, but these go back normally to five, six, seven thousand uh, BC. And in fact, a few dates have come up, which you can see here, calibrated uh, dates uh, uh, BC, where we are possibly in the sixth and seventh millennium BC. So this is uh, one rare case. Um, uh, apart from Mehergar, which I showed you initially in Baluchistan, uh, one very rare case in India where we have antecedents going into the Neolithic. The dates, unfortunately, you see, to have proper carbon-14 chronology, you need actually many more samples. And you need also to have collected them stratigraphically. So, you know, for each strata of human occupation, you should have several samples and then only you will have a very secure chronology. So these dates are a bit tentative, but nevertheless, we do have a Neolithic phase here. So this was a major surprise. Karampura, which um, was recently excavated by Dr. Vian Prabhakar, a young Indian archaeologist who actually now has joined IIT Gandhinagar as uh, the first uh, faculty in, in our archaeology uh, center, archaeological sciences center. Before he joined, he was excavating this site in Rajasthan. And uh, you can see here bottom, at the bottom that again, uh, we have a lot of, of uh, uh, Harappan structures, uh, built all of them with bricks. And uh, you see the, the typical shape of a Harappan house was either square or rectangular. They never built uh, circular houses, except in the later stages when the urbanism collapsed. So, uh, so this is a fairly typical kind of layout. But then here there is something different, which is that we are close to the Aravali Hills. It is, uh, it is uh, Hanumanga district in Rajasthan, but the southern part of it, which comes close to the Aravali Hills. And this gives you a lot of hard stone material like this one, which allows uh, the Harappans to manufacture a number of stone tools. And in fact, we should not forget that when we say Bronze Age, it's not as if stone material has been abandoned, not at all. The, the, the Harappans continued to use all kinds of stone tools, but let us say they moved away from the big uh, uh, stone axes, for example. They used more refined uh, uh, stone tools, like these, uh, this quern, which was used to crush, possibly to crush uh, spices, uh, the, the, again, ch some kind of uh, uh, chisels, 
and uh, but also very tiny micro blades, uh, which are called micro lids, which were used for all kinds of functions like scraping, like uh, uh, cutting, and so on. And they were because you see, uh, copper bronze was a relatively rare, precious material in Harappan times. You, when you excavate a site, you don't find masses of it, not at all. Uh, it was difficult to, the, the ore was difficult to procure, and we still don't know exactly where it, uh, Harappans got their copper from, Pro possibly from two, three sources, like the Arabali Hills, uh, like Oman. Uh, but, uh, but then stone was a very useful supplement uh, as far as uh, tools were concerned. Uh, now one unique, and you see this is always uh, what happens very often when a new site is excavated. One site will come up with something unique, and that unique uh, artifact or feature is going to suddenly, you know, uh, create a jump in, in our knowledge. Uh, this is unique because uh, on the left uh, uh, you have the, the front part of a Harappan seal, the scale below gives you the dimension, it is uh, about knowledge, but they identify certain ores which contain suitable impurities. Impurities like uh, uh, arsenic, nickel, can harden bronze to a large extent. So, um, uh, so this is uh, how they, uh, by careful selection, how they were able to actually make bronze which was almost of the hardness of iron, almost. This has been measured. Um, well, but in Birana, there is something special going on, which is, and this is exceptional, it's in, in Haryana, Punjab, even in Sindh, uh, no other site has come up with this Neolithic phase. Uh, this is, uh, and this is in continuity with the later phases. So when they were, archaeologists were digging deeper and deeper, they came upon these pit dwellings, which belong to the Neolithic age, uh, where people simply dig a hole in the ground and erect some posts above it and they, they may thatch you know, the, 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 uh, the roof provided by the posts. Uh, the very simple dwellings, but these go back normally to five, six, seven thousand uh, BC. And in fact, a few dates have come up, which you can see here, calibrated uh, dates uh, uh, BC, where we are possibly in the sixth and seventh millennium BC. So this is uh, one rare case, um, uh, apart from Mehergar, which I showed you initially in Baluchistan, uh, one very rare case in India, where we have antecedents going into the Neolithic. The dates, unfortunately, you see, to have proper carbon-14 chronology, you need actually many more samples. And you need also to have collected them stratigraphically. So, you know, for each strata of human occupation, you should have several samples, and then only you will have a very secure chronology. So these dates are a bit tentative, but nevertheless, we do have a Neolithic phase here. So this was a major surprise. Karampura, which um, was recently excavated by Dr. Vian Prabhakar, a young Indian archaeologist who actually now has joined IIT Gandhinagar as uh, the first uh, faculty in, in our archaeology uh, center, archaeological sciences center. Before he joined, he was excavating this site in Rajasthan. And uh, you can see here bottom, at the bottom that again, uh, we have a lot of, of uh, uh, Harappan structures uh, built, all of them with bricks, 
And uh, you see the, the typical shape of a Harappan house was either square or rectangular. They never built uh, circular houses except in the later stages when the urbanism collapsed. So, uh, so this is a fairly typical kind of layout. But then here there is something different, which is that we are close to the Aravali Hills. It is, uh, it is uh, Hanumanga district in Rajasthan, but the southern part of it, which comes close to the Aravali Hills. And this gives you a lot of hard stone material like this one, which allows uh, the Harappans to manufacture a number of stone tools. And in fact, we should not forget that when we say Bronze Age, it's not as if stone material has been abandoned, not at all. The, the, the Harappans continued to use all kinds of stone tools, but let us say they moved away from the big uh, stone axes, for example. They used more refined uh, uh, stone tools, like these, uh, this quern, which was used to crush, possibly to crush uh, spices, uh, the, the, again, ch some kind of uh, uh, chisels, and, uh, uh, but also very tiny micro blades, uh, which are called microliths, which were used for all kinds of functions like scraping, like uh, uh, cutting, and so on. And they were, because you see, uh, copper bronze was a relatively rare, precious material in Harappan times. You, when you excavate a site, you don't find masses of it, not at all. Uh, it was difficult to, the, the ore was difficult to procure, and we still don't know exactly where it uh, happens got their copper from, Pro possibly from two, three sources, like the Aravali Hills, uh, like Oman. Uh, but, uh, but then stone was a very useful supplement uh, as far as uh, tools were concerned. Uh, now one unique, and you see this is always uh, what happens very often when a new site is excavated one site will come up with something unique. And that unique uh, artifact or feature is going to suddenly, you know, uh, create a jump in, in our knowledge. Uh, this is unique because uh, on the left, uh, uh, you have the, the front part of a Harappan seal. The scale below gives you the dimension. It is a script about what it is not deciphered, so there's nothing much to say about it. This is the Harappan unicorn. Typical unicorn with a wavy horn, and um, it's a mythical animal. There was no animal comparator, you know, which could be compared to this. Uh, possibly a composite animal with the, the body of a bull, but uh, uh, sometimes the front part uh, uh, looks like an antelope in some cases. But here we have this people leaf, you know, the, this. Uh, uh, the people tree, of course, you know, and it stands in front of the unicorn. We already know that Harappans revered the people tree. Uh, this is very clear from the number of people leaves painted on pottery, for example. But this is the first time that a people leaf has come in the place where normally this is from another site, Mohanjodaro perhaps. This is the typical design of industries, where you have in front of the unicorn you have what has been called a ritual stand. And what is this ritual stand? A lot of ink has flown, there are opinions. Some take it to be an incense holder, some take it to be a soma filter, some take it to be a royal emblem. I mean, you know, any number of hypotheses. And, and, and uh, it's very difficult to prove or disprove any of them. 
But then for the first time, and I think this is going to be once it is published, it's not yet published, once this is published, this is going to start uh, scholars thinking, you know, why is this people leaf suddenly replacing this ritual stand? Uh, this is the kind of thing that uh, opens new horizons. Now we move to Sanoli. Sanoli is the site across the Yamuna where hundreds of graves were found, again at a very shallow depth. So, in fact, it, it, it was discovered because accidentally a, a farmer, while plowing his field, dug up some bones and some pottery, uh, and uh, obviously a lot of topsoil had been lost. And, uh, well, uh, when the, you know, uh, uh, farmers usually will, uh, uh, in these regions, they will kind of expect uh, to find such things, they know, and in fact, there have been ex instances where uh, they rushed to excavate before any archaeologists could come because they were expecting to find some gold. In fact, there is a, there, there is a site in UP called Mandi, Mandi in Western UP, where something like 80 kilos of gold was snatched by uh, villagers before the archaeologists could come and they could recover only seven, eight kilos, which are lying in Puranakila, you know, and uh, then, of course, uh, uh, disposed of in various ways. But actually, it's not the gold that is precious. It is all the knowledge of the artifacts which we could have gained because there are few, there are gold artifacts in many other sites, but usually a very small proportion. So suddenly, such a hoard of uh, gold objects is something absolutely unique. And uh, well, uh, you know, we don't have proper mechanisms in India to prevent this kind of uh, vandalism. So uh, here, luckily, archaeologists could, well, the, the, luckily there was almost no gold. Uh, there is a little bit, but the great uh, contribution to fresh knowledge here was a, a deep study of all the uh, uh, methods of burial uh, which uh, and artifacts buried along the pots, uh, uh, various uh, uh, sheaths. And this is a copper antenna sword. Uh, you see so-called antenna because of this uh, shape of the handle here. And this is a unique object. It will appear later in Ganja civilization. I'll show you perhaps next week. Uh, in what is known the copper hoard culture. But there was so far no direct evidence of a connection between that later copper hoard culture and the Harappan culture. So